Hi, I'm Carson Block of Zeros. Welcome to another episode of Zero Fucks Given. I'm joined, of course, by my partner at Muddy Waters, Freddie Brick. And we're also joined by the woman who is the power behind the throne at Muddy Waters, Krista DeLuca. Krista is, Hello. yeah, she's our, our office manager and basically make sure that I am able to tie my shoes. Um, and if this goes well, like this will be called what two guys one Krista, right? Yeah, we we originally wanted to call it two guys one Krista, but it took a little bit of encouragement to get you set up here with uh, us podcasting pros. It's uh, true. Celebrities. Yep. Freddie gets recognized at Temple. Now you thought I was. Is that fuck- true? You true thought story. I was fucking with you when I true told you story. that. True story. So um, the other week. This gentleman will be watching. The other week, I was um, sitting there in the synagogue, and a, a guy walks up to me, and uh, he's like, "Ah, oh, you're uh, Freddie." And I'm thinking, "Oh, this is awkward. I don't know if I've met this guy before, but uh, I'm going to do the thing you do when uh, you don't know if you met someone. You, yeah, good to see you again." And he was like, "Nah, we've never met." I was like, "Oh, awkward. Okay. So how do you know me?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, you're on that show." And then I'm thinking... Well, not, you know, you look like pretty much everybody else I know in my life. Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I get, like, um, Orlando Bloom a lot. Um, people who've only seen me from the like torso down with my ago. shirt off. Um, I get a lot of you, Brad Pitt, and Fight Club. Uh, so that's, that's a What about Jamath? <laughs> <laughs> ankles up. Yeah. Um, yeah, ankles to thighs. And it, it turns out... He watches the show. And actually, per the comment of um, a senator from somewhere pretty scary the other day, uh, he pointed out that we're always saying how we've got like eight people watching, but actually there were 23 likes. So, um, whoa. Yeah. We, well, it's we it's are easier to like something on Twitter than to actually watch it. True. Oh. Very true. Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't know that he will be watching it because he has watched it, which might ensure that he never watches it. So again. he just said. Like, uh, I've seen you on the, pa- the podcast and... Uh, no, he just pointed out that on the podcast, we frequently joke how there are eight people watching this. And he noted the factual inconsistency given 23 people liked it. There you go. So how are you going to handle your stardom? I don't know. I, I probably will. I don't know. No? Okay. Um, well, it's, yeah. it's been hard it's, for Freddie. I yeah. mean... And so you also were saying that, I didn't know this, that Temple, it's segregated, right? Men and women. Yes. But now with all, like, the women, Is I that mean, true? come on, dude. Like, how do you get away from the, the crowd of women when you walk in? Like, so, they must all be, like, grabbing at you and... I might have to ask for a VVIP bit. Like, you know, men, women, VVIPs. Yeah. Okay. Um, which will probably closely correlate to, uh, correlate to donations. As all religious. You mean that you get donations? No, no, no. no. That's when I set up my own cult. Which, by the way, I'm totally down. So, I know this is a little off topic, but uh, a few months ago, I watched that uh, David Koresh thing, right? Um, On, uh, like, the Jones... How to? (laughs) No, the, the documentary on... Or the dramatization on Netflix. And then before that, there was a really good piece on Scientology. And I'm thinking, like, okay, Scientologists, they've got the tax thing down. Down. Like, that's a good structure they've got in place. And they were crushed. I'm like, hmm, lo and behold, the duty that befell on him was, as it is with all these cults, boning everyone else's wives. And then I looked at the Ragnishis, and I'm like, well, those guys were rolling, like, Rolls Royces, jewelry, they had like their own landing strip for a jet, and they were kind of like fucking with the local politicians. So I'm thinking like post, you know, most people like post hedge fund career, they want to do philanthropy. Fuck that. I'm doing my own cult. So that's I'm going to handle the uh, the fame. So if you want to join, you can be a founding member. Sounds, I don't know, sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> let's talk about the most important thing that we can. Why do you, so you've worked with us for over six years? Yes. Why? Why? Why did you join? Why? Why are you still here? Why did you move to Austin from uh, yeah, the ghetto of Oakland? That's a very good question that I still don't have an answer. But um, yeah, I I I don't even know if you know this. I needed to like interview. I had an, I worked at a foundation in New York, 
and my, um, I was going to say my therapist. No, wrong. <laughs> and my, um, no, and my headhunter was like, you know, why don't you just go meet this, you know, go on this interview. You haven't interviewed in a long time. And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking hedge fund. I'm like, are you? No. I mean, right, because you were at a foundation. I was they at do, a foundation. They do good work, but I mean, a hedge work. fund, like, are you yeah. ready for really helping the world? And I'm like, and I know. That, and I'm like, right. should I go meet the douchey hedge fund guy? Like, Oh, like, so you Googled him? Oh, so you Yeah, I Googled him, him and I was like, she's like, just meet him, you know. Ever and it will be good practice. That's what I really thought. Good practice. Yeah, like you know, I had for meeting other for, douches. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> many other she douches was, like, was she gonna like set you up with? I mean, and she was like, you know, it's it's decent money, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now she speaks my language. But um, anyway, well, so, that's that's what douchebaggery is about, right? It's about yeah, money. Yeah, pretty you know? much. It's pretty like, much. It's both the enablement or the the cause of douchiness and the ends to which. You know, we yeah. induce land, you aspire. know, aspire. So, yeah, I'm, then I was met on, finally, I met you. I met a couple of people before you. And, yeah, I was just, it was, I couldn't believe how, like, raw he was. And, like, just, and there's no filter. Who's he? You. Oh, okay. Right. You. Like, there was just no filter. Like, you just said anything, that, and you still do, like, that came to your mind. And I mean, not anything. Yeah, pretty much. Like I was a, like, this guy like is a fucking, like, walking I'd love to law. know what the filtering process is in your mind. Like, oh, no, that'll absolutely, I can't. Okay, shit, now I'm just... Well, no, I'm not. I'm I mean, not but say, he was like I, clever. He was like, like he clever. There you go. Clever. I was, said was. I was. I was. I was doing it in like limerick <laughs> and shit, right? Pretty much. But uh, yeah, so I was just like, this guy is freaking crazy, and I loved it. And so here I am. All right. So the good crazy then. Good crazy. Good crazy. Not the like you know I'm jumping. I mean, out I thought he was like a walking lawsuit, but. Yeah, good crazy. You thought I was a walking lawsuit, yes. and now you know that... <laughs> it is true. Sometimes you say it's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> the lawsuit part, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, you know, when the process server shows up, I might be, you know, on my feet. True. So how does this rank compared to other jobs you've had? Um, It's up there, man. It's crazy. I mean, in terms of like, I mean, the like, benefit that the we're providing to the world. Ah, we... oh, the gifts. Yes. The gifts. Yeah that we give out those special gifts. I, you know, I've never Well, let's talk about them because you've had you've had an important role in in our important. gifting over the years. So, um, you know, like like yeah, from your like perspective. Like one of the best ones or no? Whatever like whatever gift you find most meaningful that we as a firm have given. I mean, there's so many. Okay. You start first. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I you, you've you've pro, you've procured yeah. most of them, so that's true. You, what's your personal? My personal favorite is the um, prosthetic ass. With, the prosthetic ass. Yes. I can't believe you brought that up. That's bad. You weren't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, fucking I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking with you. That's why I'm like, you start. Okay. Uh, so the prosthetic ass. So which let's, the money? Prosthetic ass. Which one? We've yes. sent more than one. Well, I think the first one we ever sent, I think, was before this you started was, working oh, okay. uh, with us. This one, was it an ass and something it with money and like... Oh, it, it, was, it was a pussy. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. What was that it was, one? It was, it was, this one was a feat. The first ass, prosthetic ass we ever sent out was um, like... It, you know, it was supposed to be like a dude's ass, right? So yes. it, had a, it had a ball sack and yes. everything. And so that went to a very special um, fund manager in suburban oh, Illinois. That's who, not the one I did. No, but... Um, you did the but, but pussy. You did, right, so this one's yes. a female, that's like a female. ass that's why with I like a it. puss. And right, we and we rolled up, a, like we rolled up some money, jammed it in there, and we sent it to... This um, is like the first year Andrew I was here. Farley, right? No, Tom Farley. Tom Farley. Tom Farley, who was uh, president of NYSE. And we said, you know, <laughs> because you are a corrupt pussy, here is a corrupt pussy. Yeah. So Great American patriot. Uh, right, right. Because after he bagged, after he said like, that short selling feels thing... kind of icky and un-American, it's like, well, 
You the know? only bad thing is like that that was not made in America it was made in China. That's the part that I feel bad. No, about. like that we didn't have a camera like hidden in the box, like as you opened it up. You know, and, we, like, so, we thought about that. Well, so the so the first time we sent a prosthetic ass again to, you know, the guy in Illinois who, um, oh, fuck it. Jim Oberweiss Jr. <laughs> yeah. um, and after he made, you know, some very disparaging comments, I mean, we don't do this like out of the blue, right? It's, yeah. you know, it's people who fuck no. with us. So who really um, deserve it. He absolutely deserved it. So, yeah. so we, I mean, it costs to ship that thing ground. Like it cost about $200 to ship this fucking oh, thing can ground. Can you imagine what but, that would be with inflation today? It'd be like $9,000. Well, so, but what I love, the idea that came about, but it was too late. Like we were getting close to Christmas and I wanted to make sure that this got under his Christmas tree. So his father had run for U.S. Senate. And so I, I looked for his biggest owners, his father's biggest owners, people who lived in the same town. And I basically, I found the name of you know, a couple. I'm like, okay, well, that they seem like the type who'd send, you know, Jimbo Boyce Jr. a present. So I just put that as the return See, address. this is clever. Well, yeah, except it came from Sanford. But anyway, the, the oh. idea that one of our guys had, it's just two ladies, like, you know, fuck putting it in a box. Encase this thing in Lucite. And then just put the shipping label on it. So, so all along the chain, everybody who handles this thing is like, man, like, what did Jim Oberweiss Jr. do to deserve this? And it wasn't just an ass. It was like, you know, something jammed in there. And it, the message that we wrote was Mary Xmas from um, Henry and Omar, who yeah. were the co-CEOs. Uh, and Omar Khan What's was... Omar up to these days? Like, he, he, I know he was at a Verizon reseller for a little bit. Yeah, I think, he, I think after being, you know, co-CEO of NQ Mobile, but I always said he was more co than CEO. Um, yeah, I think he went to work at like a mall stand or something and selling, reselling Verizon shit. But no, he's got a Twitter account. Um, Somebody oh, pointed that out to me the other day. He has a Twitter account. Well, no, but somebody pointed really... that. No, no, no. Somebody Get pointed it! that out to me the other day, and, and you know, uh, and I, I, maybe I did, or somebody did. Asked him after Omar tweeted, like, "Oh yeah, remember that time when you were at NQ Mobile, that total fraud, and like pushed the stock on all these unsuspecting, you know, retail investors?" I didn't get a response, but, huh. um, uh. yeah. They, they were uh, they were located they well the the co-CEO in his office they were located in Texas in Dallas huh. so one of the um, other guys who used to be there was I think head of IR Kim Titus yeah I uh, remember that guy. he's still I think in, per his Twitter profile a couple of years ago he's still in the Dallas area like he once tweeted something nasty back at me mm -hmm. um, like I just mean two years ago like long after it's like Kim fucking elephant Titus. After all of the retail money you helped incinerate, you have the fucking nerve to come at me. But anyway, the answer is yes. A lot of the world does. This, this is actually an important point you've hit on. Last few weeks, obviously, retail has been getting fucking smoked. Crypto shit goes, like anything that goes, they've just been getting decimated. And... You know, as, as I look at like my career, I, I had this like early part where I kind of, you know, was like really interested in the financial crisis. And I always felt like not particularly sorry for people who like taken these stupid mortgages. And then as I like learn more, I was like, actually like finance is incredibly predatory and it like really feasts on these people who are unsuspecting and don't understand like, you know, how your mortgage might, you know, have the rate reset if like interest rates increase. But, um, you know, I, I kind of like through this wave of retail investors and just like the vitriol, like, oh, you're a no coiner, you don't get it. Oh, you're a short seller, you don't get it. Like, blah, blah. I am really, really enjoying watching these guys get wiped out. Like the bag holder quote stuff from this week is so, so good. Like, you know, I, I guess I'm curious, like from your chair, you get it way more than me and like you know that's part of the reason i have a reasonably low profile online but i mean you get like endless fucking vitriol like you you just sliding into the dms and being like told you so <laughs> is that what you do maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah some um i mean for ever since especially ever since the meme stock thing like get a lot of retail dming me and 
like even before the DOJ investigation, it mm-hmm. was like, you know, hey, asshole, you're going to prison. Better get your ass ready. You know, like stuff. It's often not very creative. But mm-hmm. um, so but I kind of enjoy it because I like to troll back. Mm-hmm. So some guy after the DOJ investigation story broke, you know, I, like I woke up in the morning, I'm mm-hmm. lying in bed, just, you know, checking email and probably least healthy thing I can do is check Twitter and you know, well, says there's a DM here. Look at this. And some guy saying, better get some anal beads to get your ass ready for prison. You know, I'm like, sorry, I left them inside your girl. Could you get them back for me? <laughs> and so, you know, like it, it went back and forth. Yeah. And I, I feel like usually I win those, uh, okay. those things. It's, you know, I'm like not trying to, I'm not normally that self-complimentary, right? Uh, I don't. I don't think. But it's okay. hard. It, it's it's hard to beat me in that sort of thing. Like just the the whole twisted. You know what kind of fucked up shit can you think and say? That's you know like I, I'd like to think I'm one of the twisted fucked up guys. One of the best in the world at that. Yeah. Anyway, not to like steal thunder from retail, but uh, I got to tell you, there's some there's some pretty high profile hedge fund managers this week who've like royally eaten shit and um obviously for us that creates great amounts of schadenfreude in fact a a friend of mine the other week was like hey freddie have you ever thought about going to work for like one of the tiger cubs because like not only could you continue to do short selling but uh, you could learn how to do long investing too Just like i don't know much about long investing I think I know enough to not want to do that. Um, and there I was kind of, I, I was thinking about it and... Really? No, no, no. I mean... I, I was thinking in general. I, he's I, resigning I, this to this right now. Right now. I, was, I was thinking in general and I was like, you know, it was Wednesday night. My uh, wife decided it'd be a good idea we had some like walls painted in the house because when we bought the house in like such a rush because like you had to pay you know like a fortune because it was austin and everyone wants to move here we bought this place and it turns out that like the finish on the wall looks like a youth hostel like not even a prison like a youth hostel it's disgusting so uh she's told me to stop saying that by the way she's like some people actually choose to have that on the walls but i'm like well if you're in my house (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's like this like pimply kind of like, it's it's just really, no, really you know horrible. Oh yeah, like the the popcorn yes. you know finish. Popcorn finish. Yeah. Yeah. Youth hostel finish. So um anyway, we got home. She told me it was gonna be finished Wednesday night. I'm like, great, I'm gonna get home, house gonna look pristine and it's like shiny white walls. Complete shit show. So it turns out they have to like plaster over and then they sand down the plaster which is, I'm pretty sure, like, it's just asbestos. I'm pretty sure they're just like, and then they're like, yeah, a little bit more asbestos because this guy's probably not going to tip us that much anyway. So, like... Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Why would they have thought that? Because I'm a mean motherfucker. (laughs) They're probably, like, short seller, member of the tribe. So, anyway. (laughs) So, we... we, we, I mean, I know what I'm thinking. The half-Jewish part of me is offended. (laughs) Yes. On my father, but, but it's on my father's side, I, so I guess, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't count, it. right? Because when it's my father's side feelings, Correct. it doesn't count. Plus, again, I mean, you're really pretty be, leftist yes. when you when you get there, right? Like you're saying, True. my toxically masculine <laughs> Jewish side doesn't count. That's so, exactly so. What anyway, said. going back to this, I'm sitting there. It's like, I mean, it looks like you know Pablo Escobar's weekend pad <laughs> or something. There's fucking like micro dust all over the place, and. uh I'm thinking, you know, Chase Coleman might have lost $17 billion over the last like few weeks, but I bet he doesn't have to put up with this shit. And so, net, net, my conclusion on all these guys who have lost tens of billions of dollars, and they're writing some pretty awesome letters to their LPs about, like, you know, everyone from, like, Brad Gerstner, who, from everything I've heard, is just a douche. Um... He wrote this like, hey guys, like don't worry, we're supposed to outperform on the long side and underperform like when the market's down. I've probably done neither, but like, you know, don't worry, like there's gonna be tons of free cash flow from Uber and PS I've got these other super differentiated positions in like Microsoft and uh, you know, some other large caps. But um 
I read all these letters and I just think like, the guy, these guys' lives so much better than mine. Like so, so much better than mine. And um, again, it comes back to that whole thing in the next bull market. I want people to write mean stuff about me for losing like billions of dollars in investors' money. Although if you're watching this in the next bull market, I didn't mean that, okay? Don't sue us. We weren't irresponsible, right? We were managing risk. Um, but uh, yeah, so my conclusion is I've had a worse week than Chase Coleman. However, today I redeemed myself. So I've got this game that I play. It's pretty dangerous, actually. Um, as you know, I scooted to work because as a firm, we take ESG extremely seriously and we're mapping everyone's carbon footprint. So Krista responsibly has I mean, a mini. Right, she drives a phone booth on wheels. So, <laughs> right. you know, like you total have, death trap. Like, don't don't crash into anything <laughs> or let anything crash hard. into you because it'll go badly. Well, right. thank God yeah. I switched my plates. Your combined cars do you like- <laughs> That's true, right? I mean, like when she had the California plates on that thing, I mean, that was just- rolled? Oh my God. I would like call Kelly. I'm like, oh my God, someone just tried to kill me again. She's like, I told you, switch the California plates immediately. <laughs> immediately. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, like it's not that easy because you're dealing with the government and they have yeah. a lot of people coming here. Although, from, there's that. You know. To update you on some progress, I do have a driver's license appointment in uh, the end of August. Are you going to fail that Muzzle test? Top. Quite correct. Quite. <laughs> Possibly. Do you so, have a, if you, you have, have a learner's actually, permit, like I'll go out with you. And, I don't like, have a learner's permit yet. Okay. Um, oh my God. And full disclosure, I actually failed my UK driver's license twice. And my friends are keen on pointing out it wasn't just the like practical you told me bit. This. I thought you were kidding. No, it was the theory as well. <laughs> like, true oh story. God. But anyway, back, back to why the weekend did really well. Yeah. So as you know, the carbon offset appropriately for the office, I ride in on an e-scooter. And I've got this like game I play, like how few stops can I make? Like literally how few times can my feet touch the ground? And it's largely dependent on three traffic lights. There's the one like just at the end of my road, the South Congress, although like you can probably make it over South Congress if you just look both ways and go. Um, and then there's a light coming up to the bridge. And today, my feet did not touch the ground before I got to the office. The closest I've ever got is two stops. I did have to run one red light, but it was on fifth. I was gonna fucking make Why it. Why are you telling him this story? Because well, he wants my advice. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, he's thinking I, like, what have, risk? What I, an idiot. No, 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 no. Guy. Listen, I have some advice. I mean, what do you think my advice is? Can, can I buy life insurance on you? Well, I know as a former lawyer that I'm not permitted to. Correct. But, so it's not that. No, my, my advice to you is as the truck is barreling down on you, I want your last thought before you're hit to be how many times your feet have touched the ground. Because if you wake up in the hospital, that's the only thing I'm going to care about, okay? Like when I'm standing there and you're, you know, kind of awake, Freddie, how many times? And I don't yeah. want this, I don't want this to be like incohate, like, oh, I don't remember. Fuck that. I want you to imprint that shit in your brain. I want you remembering how many times your feet touch but, the ground before you can even remember your name. But it gets better for you. Now that I've done it, I've like completed the game, right? I don't need to do it again. I might start driving to work. Okay. So there you go. So it's done. It's been six months. It's taken me. Uh, I think you'll do it again. 173 miles because uh, my scooter gives me that information and uh, I've completed the game. Wow. Okay. So in many ways, my week's been much better than Chase Coleman's. Yes. Except for breathing in the asbestos. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there might be a tiny bit of pollutant that he breathes in through the filters in the walls of his G6. So I think he has just one. Probably just one G6. Yeah. Like maybe he's got like a, you know, a citation jet that he gives the wife. Mm. What do you think his gardener flies? Hmm. Jesus. Gardener. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, you, you really fucked up in your choice of hedge funds. Yeah. Clearly. I'm like, really, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Really you really fucked up. And very low on the making money debt. Well, see, so our, yeah, our douchiness is really aspirational douchiness. Yeah. It's not the, like, we've earned it douchiness where, you know, you 
just I know, redecorate the cabin of your as plane because you're, like, you're talking about off. this. I'm thinking to myself, how do I work for that guy? You know what? You should have done. Do you remember yeah, no that recruiter <laughs> randomly pulled you up? Yes, I thought you could. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you like, have you ever heard of these guys? Who? Um, point seventy two. Point seventy two. Yeah. I've and this was her first. Like she just, you know, this was her first client. And, whatever, and she was trying to sell me point seventy two, Like a venture fund. Like she was yeah, saying they did lots like of venture. Yeah, like you don't understand, da, 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 and yeah. Yeah, you and like, I was like, just ask her, hey, is it these guys? Google SAC portfolio manager, female hormones. And you should really Google that. And uh, a well, lot of shit came up. <laughs> well, a well, I mean, it's like one story, or is it more than one story? It's the one story, it's, um. There was a portfolio manager there who um, had heard that women But are, I didn't know uh, the story. Yeah, well, it was educational for everyone. There's a portfolio <laughs> manager there who'd like read a paper that like women are better risk managers. Um, only it had been Charlotte Coleman, hey? Uh, maybe things would have been different. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, and so to put this to the test, I think he had one of his analysts um, started with like wearing heels to the office and then i want to say but this it, is a dude who so, dude. So, he, Sorry, so, he, yes. so he made or coerced a yeah. a male analyst into wearing, wearing heels, heels. Okay. and then it i think progressed to um wearing a dress and then it like progressed to like taking some female hormones yeah, and or so performing crazy. sexual favors before trades were approved. I want to say before I'm... trades were approved. That that part might be your addition. No, I looked it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before <laughs> trades were approved. Oh, yeah, that that part is that kind of what you feel about our compliance setup here at Muddy Waters? Like to get something approved, you gotta. Like blow Anthony, somebody. If you're watching, <laughs> it's not going that way, buddy. Don't worry. You and I, we're good. <laughs> well, so speaking of our compliance process yep. and long side investing and like geniuses, so I had to fight for this, right? Like I, you know, that I've been saying for a while, I want to set up an investment account for my older kid, mm -hmm. who's eight, because like I've been teaching him about investing, but you know we're. You know, our compliance things like, no, we're not allowed to trade single stocks. Mm -hmm. And I fought for this. And it just because it, it suddenly dawned on me that if it's an UGMA account, Universal Gift to Minors Act, right? It's like, it's not my money. And if we limited the amount of money that could go into it. So we, we've done that. The, the annual gift tax exemption is uh, $16,000. So, you know, like mm -hmm. we're allowing now the ability to set up UGMA accounts put up to 16K in the UGMA account. And so, yeah, I've been been doing this with my son. And so the first two stocks that he's going long are Google and Akamai. Hmm, well, what did he say to you? He had me videotape him. Oh yeah? yeah Placing the yeah. Akamai. Well, because my son's in school during market hours. He's so like, it's please like, video. I have, I have this That's interactive- That's first yeah. mistake. Well, I have this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real pros are just like, you know, you haven't got him a uh, Yahoo Finance account yet, just under the table on, right? Yahoo Finance is not a brokerage. That's true, actually. Yeah, no, so it's an interactive broker's okay. account. And so I just wanted him to see what it's like to place the trade. But, you know, like, unless I keep him out of school to buy like, Zoom in here. two fucking <laughs> shares of Akamai, like, which I'm not going to do, he's got to, we have to, we have to film it. You did a great job, by the way. You're, so two things on that. Firstly, and who knew, like, two days ago, you were behind the camera, today you're in front of it. Like, I mean, Switching it up. I That's mean, what look, I do. Look at this career. Just it's I know. Long, I know. Right, right now. Just a few things. Firstly, when you told your son what would be involved in the process of researching the security uh, for buying it, what was his reaction to that? Well, I didn't explain like this is everything that we're doing. So we we start with Cap IQ when we look at one of these companies. We looked at Oracle also and. Okay. You know, it's like, it's a zero growth company. It's amazing how just, you know, for four or five straight years, it's basically 40 billion in rev, very high gross margins. I think like 80% gross margins. I don't think he's of, ever sold a, a share, a single share. Larry well, so, so a ton of free cash, yeah. they buy back stock with it. They, you could tell like very much pay attention to 
efficiency in that business. The balance sheet, I think they're levered 3x, but you know, they, but they're not growing. And so my son is asking me, because he was the one who said Oracle. I, I don't like he he's heard me talk about Larry Ellison, I guess, and you know, because we went to I, Lanai. I, we like Lanai. So yeah. I mentioned once like Larry Ellison. So your son who's eight years old mentioned mm -hmm. Oracle. Right, because we're well, we're looking at companies to buy now. Right. And I told him about Larry Ellison because I had mentioned after I'd gone to Lanai that Larry Ellison owns it and supposedly he's worth like so, whatever. So his connection billion. here is I know. if I buy Oracle, I can end up owning Hawaiian Island. Well, I think he's thinking, how did this guy fucking become one of the wealthiest people in the world? If Oracle is a piece of shit, it must be a good company. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, we look at we looked at it and. It's flat growth, and I, look, I don't, this is the first time I've looked at Oracle, but I just said to him, like, I think it's flat growth because he's running it like a cigar butt business. This is probably the kind of company where they're looking at how many paper clips employees order. I'd seen Larry Ellison when I was staying at the hotel in Lanai. He was there with one of the women in his harem and, and a child, so he's, I think he impregnates women in his harem, mm -hmm. and um you know, I just I said to my son, look, this guy's focused on hanging out in Hawaii, hanging out with his many girlfriends, um, winning America's Cups. Like, he's not focused on growing his business. So, anyway, we took a pass on that. Um, Akamai, he, my son brought up because I told him before the story, how I think in 2012, I saw the then CEO of Rackspace on stage next to Tom Layton of Akamai. And Rackspace and Akamai had the same market cap at the time, about $10 billion. But the valuation on Rackspace was about 2x that of Akamai. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine who knows this stuff pretty well, like knows the technology, he was, he was saying this is a distortion here because Akamai actually has a lot of proprietary technology. And Rackspace is just, just a host. Like it's a good company, it's a good business, but it's a host without any real proprietary technology. And so the valuation on Rackspace was about 2x that of Akamai. And so I'm seeing the two on stage. And there's Tom, Tom Layton. It's based in Boston. He's wearing a pinstripe suit. And he's got a you know, dress shirt. At least it's open collar. Doesn't look like a young guy. Definitely doesn't look like a tech dude. Next to him, you want to talk about douches. Tech douches are like so much fucking douches than so finance douches. Jealous. So I'm jealous, right? But, um, but there's... So there's like the guy who is the CEO of Rackspace and he's got those fucking Google glasses on and this is before they were even released to the general public. And it was just, it was so painful and just so many buzzwords and, you know, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, holy shit, like this is, this is really, it's, it's about image, narrative, story. That's what equity world is. So I had explained this to my son because I first told him about discounted free cash flow and theoretically businesses are you know the value the stock price is equal to the you know value minus the debt net debt of the discounted future cash flows i said but that's all bullshit and i told him the tom layton um rackspace dude story and i looked up akamai and it's like it had grown pretty steadily 12 to 15 percent a year revs and generated lots of cash so that's why he mentioned akamai we took a look at it and yeah, it's not, look, it's, it's not going to make anybody rich. My death will, but, um, you know, but anyway, that's, uh, no, it's, it's funny on the, uh, I assume you guys are going to go with some sort of like portfolio diversification thing and actually really interesting. So Warren Irwin, who we had, um, on zeros a year and a bit ago, maybe, um, one of my favorite interviews. And actually he spoke at Soren Andel's class um, at UT. And I watched the interview mostly because I was hoping for some like Coke and hooker stories. But, uh, you know, despite that, it was- uh, has, has he been around the, the Coke and hookers kind of thing? I think he knows a guy who has. So, um, Anyway, like what I found really interesting and, and something that, you know, no one ever really teaches, but I, I actually do believe in. He was like, look, you know, you're young. He's like, you know, everyone's going to tell you about diversification. He's like, you want to get rich? You got to concentrate. And it got me thinking, like, 
yeah, if you want to stay wealthy, you diversify. But at the end of the day, like in most people's investing career, whether it's hedge fund managers or whatever, like they find one theme, they concentrate in it, they get really rich. Chase or Charlotte Coleman, um, you know, get their performance well. fees, lose a bunch of money, and well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean that that part of the whole hedge fund thing is is really bad. Like instead of writing like I'm sorry letters to investors, maybe be like, hey, I'll just take half the enormous pile of money I have and like as a gesture, like make me whole. Joking, we wouldn't do that either. Um, but. Um, no, in all seriousness, it it is interesting because, look, with $16,000 and a diversified portfolio, like, your son's not going to get rich. So should he concentrate in his best two or three ideas, a la Clipsosin? <laughs> well, look, I, I I know you want to talk about Clipsosin, so we will get to that in a second. I've never heard of that, but, dude, before. i got to tell but, you, before Bloomberg put out a mean-spirited article about how he'd lost so much money, um, I've never heard of that guy. Okay. So, I will say this. My first day in college, working as an intern at this fund management firm in Beverly Hills. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Now... We no. always we always kid you about having grown up in Staten Island. No. But you're always very quick to correct and say, fuck you, Westchester County. Yeah, because, uh, yes, I am. Right, so, so, so give me a lift. So I'm sorry. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. I mean, like, but you have to imagine. I, go ahead. Just continue with this ridiculous story. Right. It, me, it meant that I was really fucking wealthy because I worked at a firm in Beverly Hills. Like, obviously, right? Clearly. But, like, I showed up that day in my Honda Del Sol, and they're like, oh, no. Just, you know. Here, take this Ferrari. No. So anyway, the point is, the guy said to me first day, he said, this, this is a get rich slowly business. So I almost walked out. <laughs> Speaking of Beverly Hills, so we are um, like, fuck that. We've, we've hired a marketing person. Hopefully, no one she speaks to is going to watch this. Why? What are you about to do? I know. No, no, no. Just, no, 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 it's everything no just private, said. No, no private parts. <laughs> so, so anyway, we were sitting, we, we had some meetings uh, last week in, uh, in Beverly Hills. Um, oh, yeah. And um, wait, give them the same reaction. Give them the Beverly Hills reaction. Don't let them get away with that. No, it's just, why, why, oh, why, no. Is, why, why, why so can he get away with that, but I can't? Because I get, you know, first generation. Oh, because a British man in Beverly Hills. Makes no, I don't sense. know. Yeah, like something. Like, like this, like he had to like. There's somebody him, who came, you know, came from New Jersey and yeah. in fucking Beverly Hills. Like, fuck that. Anyways, right? back wow. to my story. Yeah. So, wow. We're killing some time at the uh, Peninsula Hotel. But I'm just thinking to myself, and we're sat there and there's these two guys. And um, as we were discussing a few months ago, some people who sound slimy, look slimy, are slimy. And uh, there was someone there who was from like, you know, minor finance notoriety. He, he'd obviously, I, I didn't recognize him. He'd like obviously been on TV at some point. And, um, you know, he, he had maybe like 150,000. Only 000. the best people can get on TV. Right. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> Zero's TV. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's sitting there, he's, he's six Spain, he's got 150,000 Twitter followers, and like he has these strategies. And uh, there's these two guys, they're brothers. One's probably late 30s, the other one's early to mid 40s. And um, one had like sleazier hair than me, the other one just like looked greasier than uh, like anyone I've ever seen. And there was me? some. <laughs> I mean, I mean you. There, there was you, some you. amazing quotes coming out of these guys. So we're sitting there, Martha and I, and I'm like twigging, like this is actually a pretty fun conversation to listen to. So my favorite parts about it, they they were some sort of like Hollywood agent type thing. It was, it was unclear quite what, and um, there was some kind of pitch going on. So the guy's like, "Yeah, look, I, I'm you know the thing is I'm not that broad," and they're like. No, you don't want to be the broad guy. You don't want to be the broad guy. You want to be the niche guy because we can be like, you're the expert at this. 
And um, then it moved forward to, um, have you done a book? Everyone's got a book in them. Every, oh, well, yeah. what, what, tell us some stories. And he's it's like, like, you're oh, nothing if you don't have a book. Yeah. So, so they're getting this guy in a book. They're like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to self-publish. Immediately I'm thinking, you've got a book. So you're already halfway there. These guys could totally have got you that. Oh, the dummies yeah. book. Yeah, dummies right. book. That's, uh, so anyway. Being me for dummies. Yes. So, so then it gets better. Then these guys spent about an hour like amending to a whole bunch of felonies they're involved with, which is awesome. It goes from, um, look, you sign with us. We got a volleyball game. And he leans in, he like touches the guy's arm and he goes, models. You know what I'm talking about, models. And he goes, this one guy, he's a client of ours. He's uh, one of the US's most uh, profitable sports gambler. He's a sure thing. Like, you know, guy's basically just admitting, like, point-shaving basketball games. He goes, walks over, gives him a mobile phone. He's like, what's this? Like, that's your birthday present. You know, that's a 1,000. Should turn into, like, 15. Lo and behold, it does. Like, these guys are sitting there. Then they start getting into crypto. So I'm, like, thinking about the stuff. They're like, oh, bro, like, you know, people are so scared of crypto. Like, my mother, I mean, the mother must be, like, 70 years old. Like, she's scared of crypto. I'm like, mom! I'll give you the money. Like, you just put a thousand in, you make 20, 40, whatever. It's easy. We're not on the inside, but we're like close to the inside. (laughs) I'm just thinking to myself, like, how strange is the world that, like, these guys are sitting here giving you the, like, blow by blow on crypto scams and everyone's got a book in them? And I lean over to Marta and I'm like, this is how I want you to pitch me from now on. Like, fuck this whole, like, oh, we're responsible risk managers. I want a book deal. He's the talent. I want you to be throwing out zazzy words. So from now on, that's how we're marketing. We're going to be in New York next week, meeting some actual, like, smart allocators. We're going to zazz it up. Only smart, only smart allocators meet with us. Yes, exactly. So- the idiots meet with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. Try to get uh, size one guy, right? We tried hard. Tried hard. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll tell the story. We'll tell the story. He's not invested. But, but, it's, but it's your story, so. More me. Okay. That's I'm okay. fine with that. So, it's not always like tennis here. So, so um, got introduced to someone by, you know, someone we really respect and like. And, um, yeah, he's like, look. Still? No, no, the person who introduced us, we respect. No, like, still. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't he wants don't remember. to make sure no, that it's the who, right yeah, yeah. who person. introduced He's us. Someone but... we respect and like. Okay. So he introduces, yeah, this guy's like in tech and blah, blah, blah. And the guy gives me like a five minutes. Wealthy guy yeah, had an exit you know, or 10 Yeah, or I remember when, you know, SpaceX was just a thing on Elon's whiteboard. So I'm thinking, all right, this guy's really serious. And... Um, so in my head, it's, you know, a pitch. It's going to be like, you know, million-dollar ticket, $2 million ticket. And he's like, look, I get it. You guys are running a business. And he probably thinks our business is much bigger than it is. And like $2 million. Yeah. So, so anyway, we get through the whole pitch, get like, you know, half an hour. And he goes, right, I'm in for 20. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, she's like about a million every like minute and 15 seconds. I'm the best marketer in the history of Earth. He meant 20,000. <laughs> so I was like, fuck that. So I politely declined, although if you are watching this, you obviously know how I really feel. And um, the, the, the If you are watching this, like, come on, dude. Come like, on! Like, you're like, a wealthy guy! Like a hedge fund, you're seeing like, oh, I'm yeah. for 20. Like, eh, no. Whatever. It, it, there's no way that the economics of that ever makes sense. For you or for us. Right, for guys like us. Because every potential, every client is a potential And he was lawsuit. a pain in the ass <laughs> with Scott, right? Was he? No, you're thinking of somebody who actually did become a client. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Delete um, that. <laughs> so um, so we, we asked you, we were like, hey, Christy, you gotta like, you know, you can step up here. You can be head of marketing. You just gotta upsize this guy. From- 20 to 200,000. I we thought gave about you the it. the best lines, didn't we? 
Then Anthony came in and just so, so wired up and got, I don't know. But, one, but I wanted you to try this one line. I know. This one set of lines. So back in the 90s, I had a buddy who, um, good guy. Um, he was like in a group of 20-something dudes. You know, if you have decent size, at least back in the 90s, like I don't know about your generation, but there was always some guy who by the end of the night would pull his dick out in public. Right, okay. like so, he was that guy. I was a good guy. He was a fun guy. <laughs> Just anywhere. I mean, I don't I think mean, he remembers where he was at the time, but um, so anyway, this dude, he was working a series of jobs at these like boiler room schlock brokerages, and so my father and I hired him. <laughs> it didn't go. P.S. Well. It didn't. I mean, when, when we fired him, like. You know, we give him the spiel. And it's like really an apologetic sp <laughs> spiel. And he sits there listening to it. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, if I were you, I would have fired me a long time ago. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just like, just best thing to say. But anyway, so he claimed, and I don't know if it was true, but he claimed that one of his pitches, you know, like, because back like in retail brokerage land, they always tell you don't pitch the bitch, mm -hmm. right? Because women are always going to shut this shit down. Mm -hmm. So... It's like pitching some guy and, you know, guy, guy would say like, well, uh, I'm going to check with my wife. And so supposedly he'd say, Bob, listen, back in Roman times, there were the men. They went out and they hunted and they killed and they went to war while the women stayed at home. You know who stayed at home with the women? It's the eunuchs. They would stay there and braid their hair and you know, rub their shoulders and bring them things that they needed it. You need to ask yourself, Bob, are you a warrior or are you a eunuch? So anyway, like I always loved that. I mm -hmm. can't believe he actually used it in real life, but I wanted I wanted you to try that on the guy, you know, like yeah. $25,000 eunuch or, you know, a two buck warrior. And just to be clear, yeah. if you are watching at the SEC, we haven't tried that, so. <laughs> <laughs> We just thought about it. It's yeah. Just and thinking about it was honestly the most rewarding thing. The Zoolander line. Watch Speaking recently. of things that people have been thinking about this week, it appears Elon Musk is thinking about paying less for Twitter. Really? Well, so he, this morning he tweeted that um, the deal is on hold because he needs to ensure that Twitter actually has fewer than 5% of its accounts being bots. So in pre-market pre stock tanks, like down 25%. And then two hours later after, you know, like one of his lawyers was able to get yeah. through to him, he then tweeted out something about, oh, I still intend to close this. So to be but, clear, when I was telling you yesterday that like, hey, this is actually getting to a level where it's like attractive, we should buy the spread. The market had already closed and I meant, um, what should happen is we should wait for like Elon to say something really terrible and buy it down 25. No, but, but, um, but, but what did I say? Uh, I said yeah. no. Yeah, you said no. <laughs> Although you and, also said no the week before and I said we should short the spread. No, I, I said I want to short the spread when it gets tighter. And my whole thing, so I wonder whether at the DOJ, and I don't know, since we have like such a relationship, maybe I should ask, but whether they're actually thinking of going after Elon in a serious way. And I have long said, like even predating, you know, our meetings there, um, I've long said that this one action that the government could take that to try to just dial back the outright decadence and just complete lawlessness that you know, we perceive in the markets would be to indict Elon Musk, well, and convict him. Now, Elon has done, like, I'm not one of these people who are crazy and like Elon derangement syndrome, which does she exist. You said you were crazy earlier. I did. Yeah, but not like, the, not you know, like Elon this, Musk has never done anything impressive, crazy. He's yeah. done many impressive things, but- You met him once, right? I met him once, yeah. Really? Um, who did you think was more impressed? Who was him more impressed? Meeting you or you meeting him? No, it, it, uh, he was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> was it underwhelming for Elon? Well, it was, it was kind of weird, but it, um, to be fair, it was on me that I think that okay. it was weird because um, 
I had asked for an intro from a, a journalist with whom we were friendly. And when so, was this? Oh, this was like 2013, 2014. Okay. And so she introduced us and you know, at that time, I wasn't, at that time, there wasn't Tesla Q, right? There were some people who were shorted because they thought that it was just a long shot being able to produce, um, you know, mass, you know, like a mass market car. But there wasn't this cult of Elon and there wasn't the anti-cult of Elon. So when are we going to get the cult of Carson? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, there's always been one in China, <laughs> like... Look, long before I started doing this, there were dudes following me into the men's room, like who wanted to talk to me while I'm taking a piss or shit. And like that, those guys are cultists. Like, I, I don't know. That was weird stuff. But um, and there are multiple stories along those lines. But um, you'd be lucky to be able to walk outside your house in Shanghai now and go into a public men's room. Who'd have known that would be such a luxury? Well, if I were in Shanghai, I'd be lucky not to be sharing a you know, bedroom slash bathroom with probably 12 other cellmates. So show you that. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, I asked for this introduction. We were crossed on email and set up lunch. So he invited me to lunch at the Fremont factory and I was shown to this room. It's, it's a conference room, glass wall. And, and he's like writing equations on the board and shit. Maybe for real, maybe it was for show. <laughs> the fuck knows like and so i come in shake hands sit down they're gonna bring the lunch in on trays and he just looks at me like so look you know why are we here or i think he says so what do you want something like that i'm like oh oh boy uh do you pay attention to markets? <laughs> like, I'm, like, I was just like, like it, was, it was the lamest fucking shit. But of course, the funny thing is, I mean, either he really did pay attention to markets at that time and just was downplaying it, or he started doing so soon thereafter. But as I'm fond of saying, nobody has ever played the public company game better than Elon Musk. But yeah, it was just kind of awkward where, you know, sort of felt like, okay, it's like climb the mountain to ask the wise old man a question or, and I, I don't even have a good fucking question, but anyhow. Um, so it wasn't this, you know, wasn't social. It was more very transactional. And you know what then in that case, I'm going to bite you over for Passover. You have this thing with like four questions and there is a son who does not even know how to ask the question and you can be that big this year. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, look, it's, it hasn't always been that bad. You were talking about the Peninsula Hotel earlier. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever told you, but I kicked it with Tupac back in the days. Um, you did. It, at the Peninsula. Probably underwhelming for him as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, when I saw him, like, several months later at the Bel Air Hotel bar, he gave me a... Did you? He gave me a... What's up? You know what? It's so funny on that. So my wife thinks Dave Chappelle knows who she is. Really? Fine, she doesn't watch this. So this is super cool. We, uh, when I lived in the shithole that is San Francisco, um, my wife and some friends were at a, a hotel downtown, and um, they they'd been try like one of the guys had been trying to get Dave Chappelle tickets, and Dave Chappelle's in town. He kind of like walks into the hotel, sits down, He's and this guy's like, hey, should I like go over and like ask him something? Like, nah, just leave the guy alone. Like, it's fine. He's a really big fan. So, you know, like any normal person who's a fan, as Carson knows, follows him into the bathroom. And she's like, hey, Dave, uh, just love you. And the guy's like, oh, bro, like, I don't want to shake your hand. Like, you in the bathroom, like you're free. And, um, you know, He's like, cool, can I get an autograph or something? And then they're at the bathroom by this point. And uh, he's like, look, it's just like, I don't want to be a dick, but if I give you an autograph, like, everyone's going to recognize who I am. And then, like, they're all going to come over. It's like, dude, they know who you are. You're, like, pretty tall and black in, like, you know, San Francisco. Like, you know, not the most ethnically diverse place in the world. And um, anyway, so... He comes over like five minutes later, Dave Chappelle, and he's like, you know what? I feel really bad about that. I don't want to do an autograph. He's like, how would you and your friends like come to my sold out show tonight? So like, you know, 
My wife's had all of about nine and a half seconds of interaction in Dave Chappelle's peripheral. So we go to the show. It's fucking awesome. He starts with like the trans stuff, just goes on and on. It's fucking he's brilliant. He's awesome. Yeah. I think he's awesome. So we're in. Um, he probably doesn't even know about SAC Capital either. <laughs> he does not. But he's making that kind of cash. Good for him. And. Um, Anyway, he, um, we were in LA a few months back, um, and, uh, we're staying in a hotel and like Dave Chappelle, like was staying there and like walked past us. We were opposite, I think like a comedy club or something. So he was staying at the hotel, walks past and you know, my wife French, like, I'm like, shit, have you got a tick? Like, oh God, like, can I back out of this? Like, you know, is that... <laughs> Is that a Mac event here? That, like, you know, a month into being married, you've got a tick. And uh, she's like, no, it's Dave Chappelle. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, I think he recognized me. I'm like, I think he didn't. Comes back, she's like, <laughs> like, they have an interaction, super cool of him. He pretended he recognized her much better than I did with a guy who approached me at synagogue. And, um, you know, and she's like, she told you he recognized me. Brent. He's, he's famous. He, he says that he like says 15 that. times a day exactly. or somebody. So anyway, super cool guy. Dave, if you're watching, you think we're really funny. Uh, we'll settle for slightly less than you will for a Netflix special, but uh, we'll make it way less woke. And... Um, oh, wow. That's... Whoa. Oh, that's, you know... Dude, he's been doing the same some, stuff. No, no. Like, we'll make it less woke. All right. Yeah. That's, you know... Yeah. Do you think we have it in us? No. Really? I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm yeah. disappointed in you guys, though. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, getting back to markets. Credit Suisse are looking for a new CEO. Are they, have they canned their CEO yet, or? Probably, like the shit show that Credit Suisse is, they probably haven't even canned the last one. <laughs> or, He's found something they've been doing that's really fucked up. That's not yet been reported. <laughs> and I mean, leaked which, the story. Well, no, you, you don't leak it. You just you sit on the story. So first of all, he's found something they've done that's really fucked up. That easy. Yep. Easy because it's Credit Suisse. Yep. So you just kind of like, well, this is what I know. Is it a Monday? Yeah. Although I'm sure he's got obviously an NDA. They'll they'll buy him off with money out the door shut the fuck yeah, up probably so um so anyway new ceo you so look you've been working in a financial institution for a while you've worked at Citigroup. any interest in the job no okay but you've learned so much from us like why no. why why do you think you can't do that job i just have no interest well okay okay it got me thinking like you need someone who's prepared for a dumpster fire. John Corderling? Like, could he take the mantle? No, you know I like that guy. I know you like that guy. Yeah. You know who I like? David Tepper. You know the story with, like, David Tepper and John Corzine, right? I do not know so, the David Tepper Corzine story. The alleged story is that Corzine blocked Tepper from becoming a partner at um, a Goldman. And so he went out and, um, you know, he's become like fabulously, fabulously successful um, at Appaloosa. And he bought Corzine's, I think it was the beach house in the Hamptons and bulldozed it. <laughs> nice. Oh. I like that. I don't know if that's true, but I fucking hope that is. Corzine's a, he's a very good, like a very forgiving guy. So okay. when Scaramucci was at Goldman, he was like mm -hmm. a you know, like a very yeah. junior guy and Corzine was the CEO. Like he was at the administration for eight minutes. Well, senior enough to, you know, steal the spotlight from Trump for True. a second. And that's the line One you second. can't cross, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Scaramucci, when Corzine was out of town, the, the Chairman, CEO at Goldman apparently has this just fantastic fucking conference room. And so Scaramucci called up Corzine's assistant when he knew Corzine was out of town 
and said, yeah, I'm entertaining some very important clients there. I'd like to get the room. Um, and he did this a few times. And But he was with his mother. Like, he, Scaramucci invited his mother, and then that's who he was having lunch with in the uh, in the conference room. I think that's smart. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and Corzine, Corzine caught him doing that. And, you know, apparently just said, Anthony, next time you want to use my conference room, just ask. Interesting. You upset the mooch, right? That one time at uh, the Salt Conference? Well, yeah. So this was, what? This was 2013. And um, it's my, yeah, my first and only time at Salt. I was invited to speak, didn't pay a fee, but they had me speak a Friday morning. So it's like, you know, the only people who showed up were hungover. Like everybody else was <laughs> too hungover to show up. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the night before, there was this dinner um, that Scaramucci was like a VIP dinner. So one of the one of the media people who had been invited uh, was actually had to leave, and so just passed the invitation to me. And I don't know, like I thought I was, you know, like whatever. Like Scaramucci would be cool with this. He was not fucking cool. Like he was not fucking cool with my being there. Now I got to sit there, and there was some crazy shit that went on, and I like I can't talk about it. It was crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Like people yelling at each other, like drunk people who are household fucking names yelling at each other. Like, so it's a much better story if we're not on camera, obviously. But yeah, but he was pretty, he was pretty cold to me, you know, like, Hmm. and I, I was kind of. Do you think that's because you got up on stage and said, hey, the fucking sponsor here is like a pile of shit? Well, that was the next morning. (laughs) So yeah, I delivered a short. I shorted one of their main sponsors, Standard Chartered. <laughs> so, so yeah, nice. you know, maybe it was a little bit of my way of saying, you know, fuck you. But I mean, I obviously had planned that before right, we right, got right, there. Sure. So, would you mend fences with Luch? Or I think he's right. big in crypto now as well. God, oh. I fucking hope his portfolio is just full of stable coins. I I have no I have no issues with the guy. I mean, I saw him. I ran into him at something, I don't know, a couple of years later, yeah. you know, sort of, so I think we kind of said hello-ish, yeah. but whatever, um, no no issues with the guy. And, you know, actually the whole, I respected the way he handled the office of uh, press secretary. Right. You he know? tried to fucking like shop his business to the Chinese, like, look, no one else is going to buy this thing. Well, no, the whole, you know, his comments about Steve Bannon sucking his own cock. Like, see, the Mooch is one guy who, if he started, if he started trolling me over direct message, that's one guy, like, it would take everything I've got, I think, to be able to out-troll him. Wow. No, like, I I respect that. I think the guy's got some serious fucking, you know, real, just filthy language, twisted thoughts inside his head. So, I, I like that. I respect the guy for that away because like my honestly my anonymous twitter accounts that like slide in and write the really bad shit mm-hmm. like just not upsetting him enough so okay well we've not done well finding um potential ceo candidates for cs mm-hmm. so um yeah, well, we I, thought, have, I, thought, I thought you were going to suggest so, we, are, so we, we actually outside of uh Krista's house the other week. Uh, it was raining oh, lobsters, right? Right. You fe- you you sent a picture of like a lobster in your driveway. Yeah, I was Which, like, what the f is this? The irony is, right? The only person who realized it was cooked was me. Who doesn't eat lobster? Was I think Jewish I said guy. it was cooked. You, you had no idea, dude. You don't eat lobster. No, you did non- not say it. He did. Oh, he did. But so, what did you say? Well, I said. I think it's a crayfish. Was it a crayfish or a lobster? So is crayfish, it's a crayfish the same fish. as crawfish? But that wasn't my but that wasn't my thought. Our chef said that it was yeah, a crayfish. Yeah, I knew it wasn't. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he does douchebag well at least. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, hey, listen, not such a douchebag that my chefs don't know what a crayfish is. We have these blow-up lobsters uh, in the office, and uh, we think this would make oh shit, this isn't Hattie. Um, we think this would make an excellent potential candidate for either CEO or chairman of the board or chairman of risk management or actually like fucking everyone in the organization, which I'll tell you what, it's kind of funny. I've actually got a meeting with some people at CS on, uh, I think, Wednesday for lunch. So 
we'll find out if they watch this on. Well, I mean, to, to like as potential clients. God, no, I they don't. Fucking knows. <laughs> no, I mean, like it, it's not in the wow. like wealth management division. We could never get on their platform. So it's true. We don't like them getting a piece of the fees either. That kind of sucks for the bank's wealth management. Do you platforms. have to kick? You have to pay kickbacks to the wealth management platform, so they just layer their own fees on top. Construction fees. Yeah, I think they I probably think... want to do both. I oh, think that's okay. How it works. Okay. Well, that must be why we're not on any bank's wealth management platform. That's clearly. You know what? I will credit one particular bank um, who, despite us agreeing that like we had no interest in paying a performance, uh, paying a piece of the management fee away, still made the introduction to the client. Turns out it was best friends with BR Shetty, and we were like, guys, like no one wants to meet us that fucking bad. BR Shetty of NMC, yes. yes. This was after we'd shorted NMC. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was one of those obvious things where He's just having his home phone him. Yeah, you're you're trying to do some work here. We get it. We do so, that yeah. that sort of thing. So anyway, so we think this could be a potentially excellent future CEO of CS and uh, and also maybe if if my son doesn't work out, this will be head of our long book. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how he does. Well, you know what? If if we put some like lead weights in him and just throw them at the keyboard. And see what symbols punches in, you know, like that's, that's how we do it here that's at how Muddy we do Waters. It. That's how we do it. That's how that's everybody how does it on the long side. Oh. Some, ver- some version yeah. of that. I did not know that. Some okay. Version of that. Yeah. What? You've been working all these years with us and you didn't know that's how the best long investors no. like their process I is just closing their day. eyes and you know, like typing nice. shit randomly on the keyboard. Now nice. I'm not saying Jim Oberweiss Jr. was doing that either. Sure. Anyway. There's a dartboard for that one. Anyway, guys, this has been a wonderful, wonderful episode of uh, Two Guys, One Krista, also known as Zero Fucks Given. And um, you need some more vodka. Mm-hmm. Some more vodka. Mm-hmm. Smash and Cheers. grab. All right.